Too Many Comics, episode 208. Brooks, how was your Thanksgiving? Easy. Uh, you know, I did not fly home, um, which meant I did kind of a Friendsgiving kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like super simple. You roll in with your dish. In this case, I brought a dish and a bottle of like wine. And uh, that's it. It's easy. Very, very easy. And in fact, I left my car um, in New Jersey because I'm flying home twice uh, in December. And I have to like, move it because the whole city shit. So I took the train back, which was also super easy. And here we are. How about you? Yeah, uh, we didn't go anywhere either. Um, but hands are full with the baby. Um, yeah, sometimes work is like a nice little break. The babe I mean, keeps wor- you busy. Oh, so work is the break from your life. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you kind of just like sit and only have to focus on one thing, that being work. Yeah, in fact, um, I was told uh, – so this is like difficult to unpack here. But like at my work, I'm fairly senior. So I get like work from home privileges and what have you. And so my boss on Tuesday was like, hey, just work from home. You, I, mean, I mean I can always ask. But she, 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 she's put it out there like, don't come in. I mean my, my walk to work because I, I walk to work is 20 minutes, which is like laughable to people elsewhere i I assume, like 20 minutes walk i was like like, now let's go in because what's what's the point like what else am i going to do like sit around in my pjs i will not be working from home (laughs) (laughs) i will not i might answer a few emails and like look at a few things but like i'm not really gonna be so i i just went in and in fact uh i i a friend of mine i actually work with uh, was like itching to get out. Like, hey, can't wait, can't wait to leave. I was like, just so you know, like I could have not been here at all, but I chose to come in just to like hang. Ungrateful. Remember the days when you guys worked together? It was not work. It was like, sure, we have like work to do, but like the amount of like friendship type stuff that we did was all like the errands that we ran. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. So it it was not lost on you, and I appreciate that from you. Yes. So anyway, uh, I, I went in for the same reason that you said, which is just like, go in and do, just do something productive with your life. Yeah. Get, get dressed. I mean, I mean, <laughs> take I, a I mean, shower. I stopped, you, you, I mean, I stopped, you fool. I, I haven't shaved in six weeks, oh, so whoa. whatever. I know. All right. Well, old, old man, old man, winter up in here. For the past. Uh, quite a few weeks we have mentioned how much we enjoy the Watchmen television series on HBO. Um, last Sunday was episode seven. And this, I think fair to say is the first big reveal that we've sort of had that we've been, there's been some, some reveals throughout. Yeah. Um, Slow get, play. Yeah. Slow play. We kind of get what, uh, this episode we get what the cavalry is trying to do. And we're greeted to a, a classic character from the comic that, you know, we now know has been walking amongst them and does exist and is going to have a major part in the final two episodes of the show. So, uh, all that being said, your thoughts on episode seven. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. Okay. I love this show. I really do. And I don't know outside of me and you and a, a few of my other friends that like tertiary are into it. Like, if it's popular, I don't know. It, I, I feel like it is because I, I see it covered a lot. I see lots of articles that recapping it. And there's podcasts about it. 
it is nail-bitingly good to me. And, you know, when we got the reveal, so to speak, it was like, I mean, I'm sure you guessed it before it actually happened. I, I did it as well. I'm talking like 10 minutes into it. Yeah. When she, you know, when she's told, like, did you know? And then, like, woo. It was, oh, man. Oh, my God. Where do we go from here? Just, woo. It's very good. Very, yeah. very good. I've tried very, to look at the, the numbers of the ratings. Uh, it's hard to gauge because obviously HBO's ratings are di- way different from, you know, regular sure. TV. Yeah. Uh, so yes. I can't quite tell if it's being watched a lot. I know a lot of, you know, I think all the people I know that are watching it are comic book fans. Um, my one brother in law is watching it, but he pretty much watches like everything HBO and, and he really likes it. And he remembers seeing the movie back in the day. But like my friends That's- at work don't, you know, they, they watch HBO stuff. They've heard of Watchmen, but they're like not watching the show. I mean, you you got to watch it. I've tried to get my other brother in line to it because he he really liked The Leftovers, which is Damon Lindelof. So yes, like, I I did not watch The Leftovers, but I've been told if you like great that, show, you like this, great show. So great show. Yeah, I, um, I feel like it's they, not it's, being watched uh, by enough people. So um, I think the movie is where a lot of the. Um, also rands come in like i i read the i read the original book yeah I'm, I'm not sure if you did I, you might have read some of the before watchmen stuff um if you read the if, i'm sorry if you watch the movie i think where that can like give you an in because characters that are reappearing in this show were in the movie right yes. dr manhattan night and night Owl, but he's been mentioned silk yes. specter 2 um, the comedian, I think, might have been like sort of mentioned in this story, mm-hmm. and and Ozymandias. So that's where you're getting like your fix. Uh, I don't know. I, I, we mentioned before, sort of the idea of having the perspective of a straight up noob on the show. I've I've have, I have two friends who said they would come on for like three minutes, which we should we should entertain yeah. at the series finale or the season finale. We'll say season finale, just to say, hey, look. What'd you get out of this? Like, were you digging deep into blogs? I mean, I am just because. Pedipedia. <laughs> yes, but, but, but also like, did you did you feel lost because of it, or did you just want more content because of it? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I'm so inter- I'm so entertained and so curious. I mean, things like let's just put this out here. So we learn in this latest episode. Can we can we talk spoilers? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay, so Cal, uh, the wife of Angela Avar, uh, did I say wife? Yes, husband. Sorry. (laughs) Well, you know what though? She is the dominant of the two. So So, (laughs) that's why I got that confused. I'm just kidding, people. Um, Is revealed to be somehow Doctor Manhattan, and. Earlier in the season, um, Silk Spectre 2, who's being played by Gene Smart, who's been in a bunch of shit, a lot of Fargo uh, TV show, amongst other – she's very well thought of in this uh, Legion, great actress, is, is gifted a giant blue dildo. Remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's called Excalibur. Yes, you, yes. You call this. Yes. Okay. So – but it, when you break it down, her ex – is Dr. Manhattan. Cal 
A bar, Excalibur, anything? Uh... All right, seriously, dude, that's some smart storytelling. I like it. There you go. <laughs> All you need is a giant blue deck to, to really bring it home. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that conversation that if we can get them to come on, um, because I, if you are like holding to, I feel like if you weren't getting anything out of it, you would sort of just stop watching it because there's so much to unpack without. Yeah. So I feel like if you're enjoying it and you've getting all these mysteries and some teasers as to you're being told all this stuff of a, world that existed before this current story that's being told. So how could you possibly resist, like not at least going to like the Wikipedia of Watchmen and reading the plot of the book or something, you know what I mean? And then just diving in from there. I do, because I think that if you watch a show that's good and you know that this, this, this whole community and this whole source material is ready for you. Yeah, that's, that's great. It'd be, I mean, I, I, Shoot, man, I'm I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> like, if if you didn't have if you didn't have that, I'd be like, what? I don't even know what I would think. I, I, am I denying that it's good because I know that it's there, or the fact that I have read a chunk of it? Do I feel comfortable knowing that it is there? I don't know. Anything? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know these answers. Jeez, we're still on the first story of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've only got two episodes left. Um, you know, this isn't much of a, we already said the spoiler alert, but they've released a promo for the next week's episode. Uh, very Dr. Manhattan heavy, obviously. Uh, looks like we're going to be traded to how he and Angela first meet and perhaps how he's gotten to the point of being, or of, of once being in Kyle's head. And then, uh, we were told on Twitter that next episode features a must watch post credit surprise. So listen, can I, can how, I, can, how much must have been last until Sunday night? I mean, well, I mean, it's the human condition, dude. Just oh, don't die. God. Well, I'm doing my if best you, here. If you, if you have a family to care for. Don't, don't die. <laughs> but, but yes, but yes, very, very, very well made show. And um, I, I, I think I put this in here, but it's not there. Um, so they have said that originally this was pitched as one complete arc, done. Um, and you and I have discussed the idea that. We could see this come back a la Fargo or a la Leftovers, which you've not seen, where it's not necessarily season two pick up where we left off kind of thing, but like a continuation in some way or like another foray into this universe where this is extended into. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably what we're going to get if we we get anything at all. I'm down for that uh, so long as you get someone good doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, Daniel Lindelof can do no wrong in my yeah. eyes. He's kill- killer. Get Noah Hawley to do one. I'd be, I'd be down for that. That'd be sweet. I, he can also do no wrong as well. All right. Well, that's uh, enough Watchmen talk. Let's move on to we've got some Joker home release deets. So that means I'll finally be seeing this soon. You could be seeing this as early as December 17th if you buy it digitally, which you won't, or as early as rental-wise January 7th. See, it's so, Blu-ray and DVD January 7th. Does that mean – so you can't rent digitally on the 17th? You have to buy it? Well, it's just available for purchase yeah. on the hmm. – Well, maybe I will purchase it if it's that good. You're not going to purchase it. I might. You're gonna you know do, what I do? I don't know if you ever do this, but it, when you order things on Amazon, if you don't need it to come in two days, you can do the delayed shipping and they give you a free dollar to spend digitally. And I do this – 
99% of the time. Cause most of the time it usually comes within like three days and sometimes even two. And then I get free money from them and I buy like digital stuff all the time. And I'm probably sitting well, on mean, like 20 or 30 bucks. I mean, did you want to own it though? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it's uh if it's rental at, on the 17th. I'll definitely run it for sure. And uh, I mean, it's been, it. a, it's been a billion plus. I mean, I, I once again, I and it was I, just I in for, theaters. Or am I wrong? Uh, I mean, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, what two, maybe three weeks ago, and at that point, it had been out for like a solid five or six weeks. <clears throat> but I feel, I feel like they turn this shit around these days. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like as a child, and I could be wrong because time moved so slow back then. Christmas took forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, not, but not anymore. Um, that stuff was in theaters for like four months. That can't be right. No. But in, in any event, um, it'll be uh, t- to you soon. And uh, you have really nice surround sound and a nice TV. So you could do a lot of worse. Cool. Well, maybe we'll watch it together. Yay, buddy. I'll be home, like I said, soon. Uh, soon for, week, for, for weeks. For weeks. Well, we'll also see Rise of Skywalker, perhaps. And there's a new clip <sighs> that teases Leia with a lightsaber. Lots of teases. Okay, so we got Leia with a lightsaber. We've got the uh, uh, Palpatine sort of orchestrating the final battle between Ray and Poe. Is that right? Ray and... Yeah. Poe... No, that's not right. Ray and... Shoot, who the character's name? Kylo Ren. Yes, Kylo Ren and Ray. Yes, uh, I'm sure Poe might be involved as well, and Finn could be watching. <laughs> the point is, we got that going on. Uh, C3PO's death has been teased. Woof! Another one. Lots happening. And I also, I'm just so curious how they're going to work in Carrie Fisher's. You know what they have left of her in this movie. Well, you don't have much longer to wait. I'm happy to tell you. Yeah. Well, as a non-fan of the series, I, I appreciate that. Well, I'll watch it regardless. So I'm looking forward to okay. seeing the end. Very nice. Well, let's let's just let's just talk about bookies now. Okay? Yeah. Philadelphia number one. This is, I believe, was Image Comics. Yes, Image Comics. Rodney Barnes, Jason Sean Alexander. Um. So this is a small town beat cop comes home to bury his murdered father, the Reverend Philadelphia Detective James Sangster Sr. He begins to unravel a mystery that leads him down a path of horrors that will shake his beliefs to their core. Say that was once the symbol of liberty and freedom has fallen prey to corruption, poverty, unemployment, brutality, and vampires. Welcome to Philadelphia. Oh my God. All right. So let's, let's, let's just jump in here. Um, you know, we got this book because frankly, there weren't a whole lot of things coming out seasonally. Right. Which I still find unusual. That I, where is the time when we're going to be overwhelmed with releases again? Where is this? Probably. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I think that the description speaks for itself. Where? Okay, let me let me let me unpack this. I had at first a hard time distinguishing because there are multiple narrators and they get uh, their due by way of the color of their narrator bubbles, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so at first I was like, wait, who died? They're alive again? No, it's not them. Different character. That happened. And it it, it centers around Yellow Fever, purportedly, Mm -hmm. which was originated by John Adams, our nation's second president, Uh who took a trip down south. And next thing you know, we've got 
ravenous people fucking up Philadelphia. Indeed. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing I, that stood I, I, out I, while while reading these, like the different various different types of bubbles and sure. narrator blocks, um, I don't have to read cursive all that often. Oh yeah, that was another one. Lord, it is tough. I'm, <laughs> Except, do they even teach that anymore? Ah, that, that's a good question. Listen, I mean, I have terrible penmanship. I abandoned cur- uh, cursive stuff long ago. In fact, yes. I have a sort of a hybrid, like, as if it resembles letters from me, it's a win for all of you. Uh, whatever it is, Rerudo, that's a reference to the <laughs> Madison. Thank you. <laughs> Couch. Uh, that was that. That also was something else because I I typically like to do these things on my iPad, non panel to panel, just to go page to page. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read it. I had to I had to really get in there. And be like what? What are we? What, what are we? What, what's happening? What's yes. being expressed? So, but even still, I thought the art was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Alexander, uh, Sean Jason Sean Alexander, who had done Spawn stuff, was better than what I expected. Again, um. I thought the the ending had a little bit of a twist, which I enjoyed. Um, is this how many books have they said it's going to be? I in don't this? know. This, the The thing says part one, but doesn't really say part one of how many. I mean, if it was part one of four, I could see being into this. But if it's, if it's part one of fifty, no. <laughs> There's no way it's fifty. Okay, twenty even, twelve even. Uh. We'll hang, keep hang, keep that thought. I'm trying to right, look at imagecomics.com. Part okay. one. Man, this has nothing uh, about how I many it's going to be. Well, there's four right here, so it might be part one of four. I, I could do one of four. And it's going to come out January 1st, January 29th, and February 26th. Right, that's something. So you were right on point, apparently. Well, I mean, I know my stuff. Well, you let me that's- know how it is, because I... I don't know. That really? I, I mean, I don't really like zombie stories, vampire stories. Um, you didn't read 30 Days of Night? I don't think I have, no. That's uh, available to you. on Those were movies, right? Well, they were comics first, but yes. Right, right, right. right. I, I, but yes, but they were movies. Uh, Josh okay. something. Josh so, Josh someone that was in uh, teen movies from the 90s and 2000s was in there. Yes. Hey. God, I, I I kept I kept trying to say Josh Dumel. He's not. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just the what the story is, the overarching theme, or not the theme about you know the basics of what it's about and what it entails, isn't not something I'm typically into. I mean, I do think the art was cool. Um, I mean, it seems it seems fine. I'm, I'm sure somebody's digging it, and you know, I, I didn't enjoy reading the cursive and that makes me a terrible person, but <laughs> it's, the, it's the truth. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to blow a book apart, blame it on the penmanship. <laughs> All right. Next week we've got, how do you, how do you even say, is this 20, 20 XX number one to zero XX? How do you go about saying this? Uh, my initial was 20 XX. Okay. That'd be my, uh, otherwise it'd be, 201010 could be another version of it, but I'm going to go 20XX. 20XX number one, published out of Image Comics. This is from Jonathan Luna and Lauren Keeley, and her writing debut comes an all-new ongoing series. 
This sci-fi thriller for mature readers imagines a not-so-distant future, a world of norms and sims divided by fear. Sims, a small percentage of the population with telekinetic abilities, form gangs to survive. But division only breeds more division, and Mare and Nuon experience this firsthand as they become entangled in the often dramatic, sometimes violent, but always complex social landscape of sim, gang, rivalries, in Anchorage, Alaska. Sounds cool. I mean, let's, I mean, to me, it comes down to... Jonathan Luna's art. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, from Alex and Ada, Girls, The Sword... Um, I know. I think you enjoy all of those, if I remember right. But Alex and Ada was a particular show favorite. Yeah, also it was done man, with his I brother. Mean, it's his brother that did that with him. I think so. Did you ever read The Sword? No, but I do have it downloaded. God, it's so good, man! I powered through that so hard. I thought that was so great. Fine, I'll do it. I mean, I read a lot of shit that you made me do. Whatever. All right. What else uh, did you get to this week? Um, well, since you got to nothing, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, so I read Marauders number two, which I, you know, I'm still contented to be into the Dawn of X lines. And this one centers around, um, don't call her Kitty, uh, Kate Bride, who uh, is now sort of leading this group of, of mutant people who are trafficking drugs manufactured out of the island of Croco, where they all live again. I know how dumb it sounds. And meanwhile, there are shenanigans happening within the Hellfire Club uh, that involve sort of like insider trading and blah, 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 blah. And um, at the end of it, uh, there's been a bit of a coup that's being staged. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty good. I, I, I do enjoy it. Uh, X-Force 2, um, this has been widely publicized, so it's not worth you know uh, non-spoiling here. But So Professor X got murdered last issue, and it, in fact, is sticking so far. Even though like resurrecting mutants has been sort of like a cornerstone of this new era. And it's a whole process. I'm not going to go into it. Um, and we kind of learn that – so these people that sort of infiltrated the island – of Krakoa, where they all live, sort of how they're getting away with it, and the reveal. And I did notice this one thing, and this has been a sort of a comic book staple for years, where the last page is a bit of a clutching of the pearls, gasping of the air kind of thing, seemingly. These new lines from Marauders to X-Men to New Mutants to X-Force to Excalibur, they all keep doing this thing where the last page is a full page of like oh, fuck, every time. And this uh, last page was no different. That's something. And then I'm reading Forgotten Home, which is one of those Comixology Unlimited books that I started reading. It involves magic and, you know, people who have it are hiding and there's a different realm where this is all sort of, you know, coalescing and and people are on the lam for this. Uh, That's basically that. And then it's center number seven, which I know you read. So I'll I'll take the lead on this one. Of course. So this, um, we get told some backstory of what happened to, because the last issue, was it the last issue that we came across Telsa? Yes. Okay. And so this issue is devoted entirely to, you don't think we were, I don't think we knew that we were going to see her or uncover her. So the past 10 years of, uh, between at the end of December uh, up until now, uh, basically what she had been up to. Um, so I thought it was a cool way to, and Descender was really good at this as well, um, going off into a quick side story of giving you some some 
some more info that's going to help you put together the piece together the story some more as you move forward. Cause obviously she had some stuff happen to her, uh, that sort of shapes maybe what her mindset is now. And that was good. And, and I, I like how they do it. I'm anticipating that this was just like a one issue backstory type thing. And then, you know, next issue we're back into, um, you know, where they were sailing off to and, and what was happening. So, uh, don't, you know, I don't like how it's not like the wicked divine would tail off into, certain stories that probably didn't need to be told, but the uh, sender sure. was, pre- was pretty good at, at not doing that for the most part. Uh, so they you know, had, they, they had some detours. Yeah. They did. So, so I'm hoping this just sticks to the one issue thing. Cause I think it, it, that's a pivotal character that we probably, it helps to know what she had been up to. Um, sure. so yeah, I enjoyed it. Went super fast as it always does. Uh, great book. Everyone should be reading it. But how, like how does it go so fast? Cause, it, cause there are books. I mean, sure. It's very, very good. But like there are books that just uh, runaways is another one where I'm like it's over. Mm-hmm. How do they do it? it, it is it, it a short? Like it took pages? me forty minutes to read Philadelphia and five to read Ascender. Yeah, how do they do it? <laughs> I don't know. How do they how do they do it? Was it all the cursive? <sighs> I will say for the most part. Yeah, I will say that, that one thing that the X books all do uh, is they do have a la Jonathan Hickman. This is actually one of his like tropes is he does break it up with like straight up prose background on this, a full page on this. that is just straight up type, um, which I think is designed to help, but that's not why I read comic books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is not for the letters. I mean, it is, but it's also like, it's the whole experience. And yes. I, again, I do, I, I do at the risk of sound like an, like an idiot. I appreciate what they're what they are presenting. Uh, East of West was really, really good and bad about this, where they would really take the time. Again, it's also Jonathan Hickman of fleshing out sort of the org chart of of something or like some type of like manifesto that led to why we're doing these next ten panels. But it's like, fuck, I gotta read this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did I say? I mean, again, I, I think you can appreciate what I'm saying, even though it's stupid sounding. Yeah, I mean, some people probably think we're dumb because of it, but whatever. That's that's uh, my taste. That's right. Fuck you, people. Uh, Batman. Sean Murphy confirms that White Knight Volume Three is on the way. Despite we got Volume Two still cooking. Yeah. So he says, "Here's the schedule and planning for the next year." He's finished Curse of the White Knight. Crowdfund and complete a creator-owned OGN in 2020, probably with IGG. Start Volume 3 of White Knight. So it looks like we probably won't get it until 2021, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. Years, Um, yeah. So, but listen, we love it. It is doing a great job. Uh, Keep it up. Okay, I'm going to do it. Deceased. DC's undead graphic novel gets animated trailer. So they've been they've been doing these animated trailers for certain books as they come out. Uh, so I, I just thought it was cool that they're putting some pub behind uh, the trade paperback of of DC's coming out. We both enjoyed it. Uh, we've got a follow up coming at some point soon. Um, so yeah, if you're into um, you know superheroes getting a disease and turning into some kind of zombies and then trying to figure it out, check out Deceased. So like people that are a fan of that very well defined genre <laughs> i mean what, i'm not a fan of I, zombies and vampires but this is i think it's more so to me it was um and i think i mentioned in the ending was was sort of just you know i'd expected 
someone to just like save the day. And that's not really sort of what happened. Mm-mm. So no. yeah, that, that was cool to me. Just the story aspect of it was cool to me. Okay, cool. Now the Batman, every actor and character confirmed for Matt Reeves's film. Are you ready for this? Yes. So we have Bruce Wayne, Batman played by Robert Pattinson. Okay. Commissioner Gordon played by Jeffrey Wright. Sure. Carmine Falcon played by John Turturro. Okay. Yeah. Selena Kyle, Catwoman played by Zoe Kravitz. I'm on the fence, but we'll see. Alfred Pennyworth played by Andy Serkis. I mean, come on. The guy can play like hobbits and General Snow. <laughs> I think he can pull this off. The Penguin played by Colin Farrell. I don't understand this casting. I don't. Uh, the Riddler played by Paul Dano. Sure. Uh, and then Jamie Lawson. This one's a bit of a mystery. The recent Juilliard graduate doesn't have much of an established track record and details of her character are scarce. However, one report suggests she'll play a character named Bella, who's described as a grassroots political candidate running for office in Gotham. In this case, we'll just have to wait and see. So she's, so she's Harley Quinn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> are we excited for this? Are we interested in seeing yeah, the movie to this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, Let's, let's fine. see what you got, Matt Reeves. The Punisher might be returning for season three on Hulu. Is this my thing? Uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I was just putting it in here to, uh, so it's what's weird is it seems as though there's been reports that, um, Kristen Ritter and Charlie Cox were prized their roles in some way or another. Um, but iron fist and Luke cage won't, which is sort of a shame. I could see, you know, a lot of people didn't like iron fist. I thought Mike Coulter was good as Luke cage. Um, definitely love Kristen Ritter and Charlie Cox. So it's no surprise that they want to like try to keep them in place somehow. And then also John Barenthal as Punisher was awesome. Um, though I love both those two seasons that my wife enjoyed that show. I watched both seasons. She was super into them. Uh, I could see them wanting to keep him around it, this, this article does make mention how if you're going to do the Punisher and keep it the way as, as bloody and, um, as gory as it was at times, it kind of doesn't fit into the PG 13 ness of the MCU. Um, so, you know, landing on Hulu perhaps, or maybe working, you know, mingling with Deadpool. However, they keep that one rated R as a thing. Um, you know, I'm interested to see it continue on though. Cause I, I don't want to see a lot of these Netflix characters that I've invested time in just get put by the wayside. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, and then lastly, we've got the black widow teaser trailer that was released just this morning. Would you call it even a teaser? It was two minutes long. Yeah, it was a full trailer. Yeah. So, you know, film not rated or anything. So it's not like a, I guess that's why they don't call it like a full official trailer. I don't know how that, how that fully works, but film opens May 1st, 2020 full teaser trailer of two minutes in length of some backstory of what we're going to see. We get introduced to some of the other characters, um, her sister, uh, taskmaster, um, what's the guy, what's David Harper playing? Red guardian. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it looks cool. I definitely want to check it out. I think the, I think the fighting's going to be awesome. The fight scene with she and her sister in the uh, kitchen looks, looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. my only concern is I wish this, like her character's already dead and this is going back in time after that's, having just watched Endgame. Thing. That's the whole thing where I'm like, cool, uh, memory of this character where are the stakes i always ask this question where are the stakes i feel like we could have gotten this movie instead of captain marvel 
Yeah, I think you're right. Given that Captain Marvel didn't do a whole lot in Endgame. Yeah. Really. I feel like you could have had this Black Widow movie, given her her due diligence, we learn all this stuff about her, and then her death would mean even more in Endgame. And then maybe even in Endgame, perhaps Captain Marvel shows up and like does a little something or is a, a teaser at the end or any any sort of thing. Maybe she shows up and just helps like defeat one thing and like Tony gives a nod as to like he knew she existed or some nonsense. And then we get the backstory of Captain Marvel. But yeah, I feel like those should have been swip swapped. I mean, this is going we just spent twenty some movies getting to Endgame, and now with the next movie we're gonna get isn't progressing the story whatsoever. So it's just yeah. uh, it's a little weird. Yeah, that's true. And this takes place after Civil War. That's the uh yeah. So it there takes place go. like five movies ago. Damn it. I mean, that that sucks anyway. for what... Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be there probably opening night. I think it looks great. I love Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be decent. Um, but that's probably the knocks that like all the you know, super critical people are going to give it. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I got I got something to add in here. Okay. Uh, that should have been in the follow-up. If, yeah, if I could go here as well. So you know that I've been to a fair amount of signings of people that I've been dying to meet over the years. We're talking Jeff Lemire. Uh, we're talking um, Brian K. Vaughn. We're talking – who else did I meet? A lot, a lot of reputable – Peter Tomasi, mm-hmm. Chip Zdarsky. Um, Matthew Rosenberg. Lo- Matthew Rosenberg, finally. Jim Lee is signing this week. And Jim Lee to me is the ultimate, my favorite, uh, the 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 artist that I got first really sort of introduced into comics, who now is basically the head of DC. Uh, he drew the first book I ever uh, read on Connection number two sixty eight. Featuring Black Widow, Captain America, and Wolverine on the cover. We've discussed on the show multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend made me a shirt of this that I have uh, of that book. He had it made. I am worried I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. Like my dad cried when Mickey Mantle died. I'm. I am. I'm worried that this is going to be too overwhelming for me to be like. Well, that's it. I've met them all. Dunzo, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's big. The, the 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 issue that I have is that beyond this shirt that I've got, which my friend said I should get signed, not gonna do that. Um, what am I gonna get signed? I don't have any really any really, you know, profound Jim Lee merch up here or books. Really, I'm a little scared. Go buy something. Like what? Treat yourself. I have no idea. It's the holiday season. It's just be treating other people. Yeah, listen. If you can't treat yourself, then what's the point? Well, I had to buy two plane tickets home um, in the month of December to the tune of like eight hundred dollars. So there's that. You've already confirmed in this very episode that you're a higher up at your uh, jobby job. Yeah, very senior. So what did he? I'm, I said I was fairly senior. All right. Well, I'm just saying, treat yourself. I'm, I mean, I can go back and be a cam boy, I guess. <laughs> well, you got to get something signed. So I'm looking forward to hearing what it is. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. But can, can you at least in, indulge my, like, I can't believe this in this? Jim Lee. Jim Lee is coming Lee, here. Jim Lee. 
the Jim Lee. I'm not, I'm not, the Jim Lee. I mean, I was going to be fucking Stan Lee, who I'm actually a lesser fan of, of Jim than Jim Lee. Jim Lee is the best. I fucking love Jim Lee. I really do. I think he is the greatest penciler to me of all time. I, I remember I used to read Wizard Magazine. Ask your brother about this. They always had uh, top artists, and I always remembered back in the day, it was always Jim Lee 2 Todd McFarlane won. And I was always like, that's bullshit. And it was month <laughs> month after month. It was always Todd McFarlane won, Jim Lee too. The rest I don't really remember. I'm sure like uh, others, Mark Silvestri was probably in there back in the day. But I'm like, oh my God, Jim Lee. Woo. Just saying, dude, that's a, that's a big time. What that's day a, is that's this a again? Thursday. During the day, usually it's like after work. In this case, I'm going to have to like take a half day, and I actually have a meeting now. I could make <laughs> I could make somebody else go to this meeting in my stead, unprepared and intimidated. But then let's be the breaks. Well, you're gonna have to get there early, so prepare yourself. Oh, I know, I know, dude. That's the other thing. But like, but who else is off? God, woof. No. Sorry. I'm, no. I'm Listen, I look forward to next week and hearing all about it. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I really can't. One thirty. All right. Well, until then, find us online at too many comics.com. Tune in next week as we talk 20XX and uh, hear about Brooks meeting Jim Lee. I've been reading too many comics.